Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, yep. it's January 9th. We are doing this after the Georgia Bulldogs beat TCU 65-7 to in the national championship game. Um, forgot thought. it was happening today, if we're being honest. You forgot it was happening. It's a Monday. You think they should play it on a Saturday? I think they should just not play on the day that everyone dreads. Here's my question to you, Colin. Okay. The Detroit Lions mm. were so close to making the playoffs yep. yesterday. Yep. And I didn't watch any of it, mm-hmm. but the Seahawks ended up winning, mm-hmm. and that eliminated y'all. And then y'all beat the Vikings – or the Packers. And if the Packers would have won, then they would have made it. Correct. But because we beat the Packers, the Seahawks got into the playoffs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So y'all yeah. kind of beat the Packers out of spite. Oh yeah, you should see all the players' tweets on Twitter. Kirby Jones or jo- Kirby Joseph on Twitter, talking about how uh, if this is he said it was if it was Aaron Rodgers' last game, he's gonna send him the ball that he his last pass because he intercepted it, and he's gonna <laughs> ask him to sign it. <laughs> oh yes, the Great good old times. Lions. The good old Lions. Um, the team that can and will. The team that can and will. Dan Campbell is he gonna be there next year? Oh yeah, he's a he lifetime contract. Lifetime contract for Dan Campbell for the Detroit Lions. Eight and two in the last ten games. Big, 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 big time, big time. Um, what else? What else has happened since we last convened? Uh, New Year's, I think. No, is that true? Uh. We did, we did, yeah, the FAU game. That was the last time we did it? Yeah. Wow, we've been slacking. We well, have we been did slacking. say that we weren't going to do it after the uh, FIU game. FIU game, yeah. Or Western. Or Western, so, Western game, sorry. Since then, since then, we can start getting into the pod- podcast a little bit. Uh, since the FAU you lost, they... My bed's, my bed's kind of made. Oh, my God. We, we, yeah, well, I what got, is why is I gotta there put, I gotta put those? I gotta put those clothes up. Chill out. Why haven't you done that? Well, I was up here getting the podcast, but you were too busy laying down because the 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 national championship game bored you to death. Dude, I was I was about to fall asleep. I was about to fall asleep. Anyways, but I'm here sorry. we are. Sorry for that. We're awake. No, that's okay. I'm proud of you for making your bed. My my. Oh, bed no, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't asking for praise. I was just giving everyone an update. You know. The, the so, people were asking. The people were yeah, asking. The, pe- the people have asked. Um, anyway, since the FAU loss, they beat FIU by 15. They beat Western by four, and they beat Middle by five. All right? Three three wins. The FIU win didn't even watch the game. I'm not going to lie to you. But the Western and Middle games, the little road trip, had me worried. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, yep. but I was like, dang, they could split those games. And I – I think I said on the last podcast, it's like you kind of need to win both those games because of the FAU loss. If you had beat FAU, maybe you can split one, but you have to win both now that you lost that game. And what do they do? They go and beat Western Kentucky pretty thoroughly. They start off the game up, what, 19-2, to something like yeah, that? Yeah, something stupid and crazy. Western fights back, makes it a game. North Texas closed it out at the end. The opposite happened against Middle Tennessee. They go down, uh, what was it, 37-18? Uh, it was 35 to 16 with six minutes left. There you go. 35 to 16. And they storm back, um, and hold middle to 14 points in the second half and just completely not in the second half. 
the last 26 minutes of the game. Oh, yeah, because they didn't score in the last, like, six minutes of the first half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so anyways, uh, yeah, just completely put the stranglehold on them, end up winning the game 56-51. Uh, we could talk big picture later, but I think we could keep talking, like, a little bit more granular level. Uh, what what has did, – did these games do anything for you? Did they change your perception at all um, of any player, any any? I mean, the team? thing that I think we learned the last two games is that Tyler Perry is doing is going to have to do exactly what he did last year for this team to win games. Um, we kind of saw in the Western game when Western started storming back, and yeah. they needed some, you know somebody to come back and, and and bail them out. Not bail out, I wouldn't say, but you know to to keep them afloat. And Tyler Perry did that. And then middle, um, obviously he didn't have his crazy scoring that he normally does. He only had eleven points, but he hit some big shots in that game early, uh, and it's when then they were needed. I mean. This team had 16 points through the first 14 minutes of the game. And, you know, I think half of them were his. And that's just the thing. You got to – he's the leader from a scoring perspective, but also just his heart because that that kept him in the game. I mean, they, they don't come back if they weren't built the way Grant does it, the great the way Tyler, who's a vet now, does it. They, they are built to do exactly this. They showed it last year, and it's going to be the same thing this year. They're going to have to grind out every game. They're going to have to hit big shots. And they're not going to look pretty, and I think that's that's kind of what I what I've learned. And it's, it's a winning formula right now. I guess yeah. that that's what I'm convinced of now. It's a winning formula. Yeah. Um, Aaron Scott, big ten points or eleven points against Western and ten points against Middle. Uh, had some really really big shots. Huge block uh, against uh, Middle as well. Yeah, and both games had some big big plays there. So that's good to see Aaron kind of come out of his shell a little bit, uh, start to get a little bit more freedom there. Um, now to get to your point of that, this is kind of what they are and that this convinced you. I mean, I think I said it, I mean, heck, we probably said on the Southern Nazarene podcast, but we've kind of repeated it throughout the season. It's like, even though this team has a lot more perceived offensive talent, they are Mm -hmm. playing the same way they played last year. Right. Right. That's the whole thing is that we wanted them to maybe be something that they are not, or they're maybe they're not capable of doing of playing a little bit faster. Um, we wanted that and they haven't done that. They are still the slowest team in the country. Um, and they are just con- content grinding out these games in ugly fashion. Like make no mistake about it. Even the middle Tennessee game, they come back Colin, but there were still stretches of just, inept offense oh yeah oh yeah absolutely (laughs) or offensive possessions with turnovers and everything uh well i mean shock like violations yeah i mean 14 turnovers so yeah and the thing is is it's not just that it's 14 turnovers it's the fact that there's probably like 55 possessions in their games i'm just guesstimating but there's like not a lot of possessions in their game so every turnover is like amplified takes 30 seconds off the clock but it's amplified so i just it's still a pain to watch these guys offensively. If I'm being completely honest with you, um, they just can't score the ball at an efficient clip. It's great to see Aaron Scott do something. I thought that was really good. And Ruben. then if we go back, yeah, Ruben. Um, but before we get to Ruben, Tyree Eady came out firing in uh, the Western Kentucky game, put four threes, Colin. Now he only went one of four. <laughs> Came out we, fire. But he was did not come the out word fired. I would have used for that. 
but he, but I texted you. I was like, "Yo, Tyree is kind of like pulling right now. I don't know what what's got." Yeah, he shot there. five times. Yeah, shot one. five times. Um, but again, that's a game where they shot eleven of twenty six from three, and they, that's forty two percent. So if they can do that more often, that's that's a positive. But then they come back in the next game, go five and nineteen from three. Like this is just not a good shooting team it's not a good offensive team and you can blame whoever you want for that but like kai huntsbury three or 14 from the field five turnovers three assists like there was talk on social media i won't name names but uh there was talk on social media and i think it might be warranted but like why not start ruben i think that would cause a rift with with certain certain things i mean you bring kai in and you i'm assuming you give him the promise of hey you're going to be our focal point i mean he shot he still shot 14 times you know like it's not like they're telling him to stop shooting so you can't do that unless you're fully fully sure that he's not going to be able to to live up to to what everyone thought he did because he went one to seven from three you know again as they've been in the past a lot of them were open so i mean if they truly believe in him that he can hit him then i don't care if he starts as long as they win games. Now, if it becomes an issue where he's holding the ball at the end of a game and not letting Tyler get it into his hands or passing up a better player or something like that, and they lose a the game because of it, then obviously, yeah, start Ruben in my eyes. But he hasn't done anything egregious outside of just missing open shots that I think, okay, yeah, start Ruben. Because I think Ruben right now, he's kind of, you know, he's he's the reason why the bench is, is doing well. I mean, uh, I think tonight was his best game so far. I mean, you, you might be able to correct me on that in terms of what I've watched, at least. Uh, I felt like he, you know, he, the alley-oop that he had, Yeah, I was, like, glad he's moving. I, he, I guess last game to Western Kentucky, he ran in transition. I mean, he's, he's just showing things that he was showing us his first year when we saw him before his injury. Um, and I think that'll improve. Now, like I said, if Kai continues to do this and they have to pull the plug on him, then yeah. But I don't think you can do that to Kai right now. You are correct. Uh, thir- the 13 points is his season high um, this year. Last year he had 13 or more points a lot, like seven, yeah. six or seven times. I'm looking at it now. <sighs> My problem is I, I, I think you're right, so I, I will agree. I don't think you need to do that yet. But – the problem to me is also that, well, I think Ruben's like hitting his stride a little bit more. He's getting more comfortable. Still, if you look at the overall big picture of the season, like their stats aren't that different. Like, oh, yeah. Even, yeah. Like Kai is 22% from three. Ruben is 17% from three. Like neither one is shooting the ball worth a damn right now at all. Now, uh, again, the difference could be, Ruben is shooting 53% from two. um, Kai shooting 41% from two. So that's like where you start seeing some differences. Uh, Ruben has a higher turnover percentage. Uh, Kai has a higher assist rate. So it's just like pick your poison, whoever you want. Um, At the end of the day, those guys are not going to determine what this team can do because this team has already decided that they don't care about offense. Yeah. Like it's just – it's not – and I, 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 it sounds bad to say that. Colin. Well, I don't. Yes, because it I, sounds bad, but I think they had to if they want to win. Like, like what, what would the the other option? The other option would have been to continue doing the the new quote unquote offensive philosophy that we were waiting for, right? You know, run with yeah. the ball, higher pace. But if they're still coming up with the same 
statistics, you know, you're going to be losing games that way. You're not going to be winning games. So I think they made a decision. Hey, let's not have growing pains. We still want to win a championship. If someone ends up catching their stride, then yeah, that's great. But let's not try to force something and make it to where we have a possibility of losing games when we're still in prime position to win the conference. I see what you're saying. You're, you're partially saying if it's not broke, don't fix it. But you're also saying this team might just not be good enough offensively to do that. Yeah. I like, like it's not, it's yeah. The, no one is instantly going to come in and just become, this team isn't just going to become an offensive juggernaut because Kai Hansberry is on the team. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they can't just instantly go, all right, let's run guys. Let's raise the pace to middle of the pack in the nation or whatever. They, I don't know if they tried it in practice, but there was at some point where they said, okay, this isn't going to work. We're not going to try to make it work and lose more games. We'd much rather just do what we did last year. And if something happens, then we'll live, then we'll just, de- we'll be like, all right, great. It's just cherry on top. But they, they believe that they could do this with this. They believe they can win games with the personnel they have and the way they were playing. And it's working. Southern Nazarene, obviously it sucked, but it's finally showing where middle, I think did the, the, was the biggest game where it kind of opened my eyes where they were down 35 to 16. It was the worst first half I've ever seen of basketball yet they still came back and never believed that they weren't going to win. And at the end of a game, they looked poised when they were only up one or two and yeah. middle looked kind of, you know, a little, little shaken. And I think that's the biggest thing with this team is that they're going to outgrind no matter how far they're down, no matter how bad they're playing. And because they know they can win like that, why not just keep doing it? I will push back on it being the ugliest first half we've seen because St. Mary's was also this season, Colin. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Do you I remember forgot that about St. Mary's. No. It's just it's so long ago. <laughs> score at halftime in that game. I'm looking 34 at it right. to 12. 34 to 12, yeah. yeah. Three points in the first 10 minutes. Okay, sorry. Ugliest <laughs> half of a game where I expected them to win. Um, but anyways, yes, I, I, I think you're I think you're right. I think they've kind of just defaulted to this when it's not a bad thing. Like seriously, they are ranked 20th in defense right now in the country. Last year, they ended the season ranked 22nd in defense in the country. Like, yeah. last year, they were 116th in offense. This year, they're 107th in offense. They're just doing it in different ways. And one thing that I noticed as I was watching the game, and I, the stats obviously back this up, is one of the biggest reasons that they are actually a decent offense, even though they're not shooting the ball worth a damn. Like, they're still 314th in two-point percentage, and – shooting the ball like 33% from three, like it's not good. Yeah. Their free throw attempt rate is middle of the pack in the country, or like top third in the country. So mm-hmm. 33%, it's pretty good. And this year, Colin, they're making their free throws. Yep. They're 75% from the free throw line this year. Yep. That is the biggest difference. And I'm, I'm not even, I'm not, because didn't they, what did they shoot against middle? Let me see. Uh, Against middle, they were, yep. 13 of 15 against middle and 13 of 16 against Western. Like that's the difference. And I'm, it might not yeah. feel like a big difference, like t- going 10 of 16 uh, to 13 of 16. But obviously when you're playing these low possession games, every single point matters. Yep. And that's a huge difference uh, to me. That's something I noticed. And I wanted to mention on the podcast, because like, if you're just looking at them, you're like, they're 300th in effective field goal percentage. How are they the 107th ranked? offense and I, i'm going off ken palm right now for a, their adjusted efficiency yeah um, number which also takes into account uh competition and stuff stuff like that it's offensive rebounding 
they're making their free throws and they're not t- turning the ball over at an incredibly high rate. So, or at least not giving the ball away on steals. So yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting situation there. Um, all right. They're now four and one Colin. Yep. We got La Tech and FAU this week. Yep. Uh, if La Tech on Wednesday at home and, uh, FAU on Saturday on the road, and then they have FIU, later that on monday on the following monday so a week from now so over the next seven days they have those three games do they need to win all three? Oh yeah i think at this point you've shown that you have to and why do they need to win all three well we, we saw uab lose against fiu you are now head-to-head with fau for conference in terms of obviously fau is undefeated but you have to to catch back up to them because fau is not showing that they're going to lose anytime soon not only that with uab losing and fau continuing to show that they might be the better team, you still kind of have the chance for an at-large bid if you're able to co- to do a win out. Yeah. And obviously that's a low percent chance of happening, but we thought that dream died with the FAU loss because we thought UAB was going to be a lot better. We thought Western was going to be a lot better. And it turns out those teams aren't as good as we thought they were going to be to this point in the season. So listen, you got to win every game in my opinion, because one, they've shown they can do it. And two, FAU is the only team in conference that I think is on equal terms with North Texas. Obviously middle is really good, uh, but they, they, they were the better team at the end of the day. Western, we saw how bad they were at the start of that game. You have to win against the best team in the conference. And I think that FAU is, 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 is that, is that team. And also um, I will maintain that regular season championships mean more than conference championships, even though you mean like the tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. tournament. They mean more than tournament championships. Oh, I, I completely, I completely agree with that. Even though I the tournament agree. gets you into the NCAA tournament, which is obviously what we all want and hope for this team. At the end of the day, last year's team going 16 and two was a tremendous accomplishment. Like, oh yeah, if this team goes 16 and two and loses in the conference championship game, you know it is what it is. But tournament settings are are up and down. This is kind of where you make, in my opinion, you make your money. So. Uh, La Tech at this point is, uh, I believe they're also three and one in conference uh, with wins over UTSA Rice and UTEP. They lost to Charlotte by two. Um, they still have Kobe Williams, still have Isaiah Crawford, still have Keiston Willis. Yeah. Um, as their kind of trio, Ladamian Bradford's there too, if y'all remember him. So it's a lot of the same type of players, Colin. I am a little concerned about that game, even though it's at home. Like, I don't want to write that off as a easy win i think la tech's always tough then you have the fau game three days later and i want them to win that game colin but that's it's gonna be hard it's gonna be it's asking a lot because it's away yeah it's asking a lot because it's away uh yeah i I I still don't think like and i I don't want to beat a dead horse but they still haven't figured it out enough offensively for me to go into a game with FAU and be like, Oh, they can win this game. If, if they like, they have to hold FAU to literally to 50 points. To have I mean, they have to do what they did last time. They have, they have yeah. to do what they did last time. And it, it, Cause they can't score over 55 points against a good team. Right. Like you, they, right. they can't, they literally are incapable of doing that. Like grand Canyon and UMass, like, yeah, you can hold those up. They scored 60 and 58 in those games. Cool. Um, San Jose State, they scored 69 in that game. Fresno State, 61 in that game. Cool. 
it's very clear to me that FAU, uh, the FAU game was like, oh, these guys are legitimately like probably more talented than us. We're going to just suffocate this game. Yeah, and hope we hold on at the end. Because, and they because won't because able to hold on. they put up eighty five against uh, Florida Gulf Coast North, and then you know a couple games later, uh, they put up eighty and then seventy basically. They play North Texas, only score 50. Then they go to UAB, score 88. And then they go to Charlotte and score 71. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> what I talk about, what's going to break? And obviously, North Texas did exactly what they wanted to do. They just couldn't have the offense to win that game. I don't know if you can do that a second time in a row. I don't know either. I mean, that's you're asking a lot. And obviously, if any team's going to do it, it's going to be North Texas. But you still have to make shots. You can't have – if you're going to win that FAU game, you can't have Kai going 1-7 from 3. You can't have, you, you can't shoot five of what was it, uh, from three, five or 19 from three. You can't do that if you're going to try to win that FAU game. So, however, and, it has to come. Ruben needs to make a three. Kai yeah. needs to make threes. You can't have Matthew Stone starting your, starting your comeback down yeah. 16 points. <laughs> you know, and FAU shot three of 23 from three in the last meeting. Yeah. I just, I literally, huge I outlier. Can't, I can't rely on them doing that again. Yep. By by any by any means. For I mean, so, for the season they shoot thirty eight percent from three. They're the twenty eighth best three point shooting team in the country. Like I can't, in good faith, be going to this game. And be like, oh yeah, North Texas will just hold them to like fifty points again and win fifty two yeah. to fifty. I can't do that. But well, hey, here's here, here's a question for you because I'm just gonna we're just, we're gonna skip over La Tech until <laughs> unless they actually happen to win. FAU. We saw the first game went. What has to happen outside of what we just talked about? Like, what player needs to step up? What what needs to happen in your eyes for them to win that game? I, let's, I, let's go with this. Who's the X factor outside of Tyler Perry? Yeah, I. Well, I'm worried that teams are gonna start are really really starting to attack Tyler. Yeah, like a bit. It's like, showing. It's showing. He didn't, in the middle game, let's see. He, he ended up five with only five shots. Yeah, he went two or five from three. No twos. Uh, the Western game is the Western game. I think Western's just not good. Uh, he went seven of sixteen in that game, which is cool. But FIU, he went six of ten. And I'm just looking at the shot totals. I'm not looking at the uh, the percentage per se. But uh, FAU, he went seven of fourteen. I think he can do that again. I think fourteen is a pretty good number for him. I think he should be getting up at least fourteen. UTSA, uh, four of ten. They really uh, attacked him a bit. Like tried not to let him get the ball. So it's like. I think he'll get his 14 shots. It's like, where do the other, however many shots come from? 30, you know, 35 shots come from. And yeah, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to say Abu has to be the X factor. Cause I actually think in that first game against FAU, I kept joking with you. I was like, damn, the Russian is, is giving them fits out here. Um, but Abu ended the game with 12 points on five of 10 shooting with uh, seven boards and a block. He yeah. ended up fouling out, which was huge. Obviously, that ended up like kind of tilting the game. But if he doesn't foul out, and he's an efficient fifty plus percent from the field, and he you know battles on the boards with FAU's bigs, I think that's a huge deal because this team needs. They just this team can't afford to get beat up on the inside. Like in the Middle Tennessee game when Abu got two fouls and subbed out, Middle Tennessee looked like just bigger because they were. FEU yeah. would be the same way if Abu doesn't play well and doesn't, you know, and gets in foul trouble. I actually think it's going to be, it has to be somebody else other than Abu. Um, 
because what's what in my eyes has caused North Texas to go on scoring droughts is their turnovers. And Western kind of showed it when they did the full court press. Yeah. Middle did it for a long time and it worked really well. I think the FAU is going to see that and go, okay, well, who's going to outside of Tyler and Kai, who's going to handle the ball and, and be able to distribute or get points because when that happens, cause like Abu, for example, you can have him go inside the paint. You can have him put up 10 shots. Well, you still only put up 10 shots and we'll say half of those go in. Where are you going to make up your other, you know, 30 points you need? And I think that has to come from a Ruben. I think Ruben needs to take shots. I think Kai needs to make, finally make at least three, seven threes, something to where you're not relying on this slow, slow offense because yeah, they're going to be slow, but you need to be able to put 65 points, 60 points. Because I don't yeah. think you're going to hold a team as good as FAU's offense to, to 50 to 60. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really hard for them to not score 60 points. Yeah. Um, and I do think there's still hope of of that at large if they beat FAU. If they beat LaTeX, FAU, and FIU, and we come on this podcast next week after the FIU, let's say they beat F- FIU, and they're, they've, they're now 7-1. and one, Yeah. Right? And then, you know, the rest of the schedule is still pretty tough. You still have UAB twice. You still have La Tech again. You have Middle again, Charlotte. Yeah, you got all these teams. But if you're 7-1 and one at that point, you're in the driver's seat for the conference title. Right, you, you control your own destiny at that point in my eyes. Exactly. And that's where this team wants to be. And now we, we've talked about their flaws plenty of times on this podcast because they are very evident to anybody who's watched them. But they find ways to win games. Yeah, we'll see if they can continue that stretch this week because this is going to be a pretty, pretty tough week. I don't know. Yeah. I just I I wasn't impressed with Western. I don't think Western's very good at all. They Western might be like what is Western right now? Western won their first. Um, they beat UTSA to now be one and three in conference. Yeah, and they had lost four straight games, five straight games before that. Like I just Western's going to be a bottom four team in the conference. It's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah, insane. Because I, I I mentioned this to you before. Like Charlotte's actually good this year, like yeah, legitimately good. Um, this year now they did lose to FIU and FAU in back to back games on the road. That road stretch might get some people, but um, I still think Charlotte's a pretty good team. Um, La Tech, like I said, I think is going to be pretty tough. We saw Middle. We I think Rice is actually decent this year. UAB, FAU, like it's going to be a really tough schedule, but. I think it's like 16 and four wins you the conference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's no, a very, I agree. Very... Because UAB, UAB right now is at the mercy of F, whatever FAU and mm-hmm. North Texas do. And I think cool. that North Texas and FAU are, are the two right now that can kind of control their, their destinies. And this coming up game is really going to be the one in my eyes. UAB has Western and La Tech this week. Western at home, La Tech on the road. Do you think they win both those games? Western and who would you say? La Tech. And then middle after that, if you want to throw. I it don't. In. They're a weird like, team. Their stretches: Western, La Tech, Middle, and North Texas as their next four games. That's I, so hard. <laughs> I don't know. I just they're they're probably again. Let's just. I don't. I just can't see them going four and zero in that stretch. And it's there just, is a stretch. I can't see them going four and zero in any stretch. UAB. That's my problem. Well, like, I can't see them real. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't see them reeling off four straight conference wins here. Now, yeah. I know they were 3-0 to start off conference because they beat Charlotte, UTEP, and UTSA. Cool. But 
I, I can't. I can't see them going. The FIU loss is like was showing me like, oh wow, like something's not right. Yeah, well, some, something's, something's not right because Jordan Walker goes one of eight from the field for five points. Yeah, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't UTEP was too turnovers. close. UTEP was too close that game. Yeah, it's, like yeah, uh, their season's gonna be the most interesting. I think something's not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had something up and I was going to say it, but I forgot. Oh, uh, I was going to bring this up to you. So North Texas ranks, because I want to, I want, here's my question. How close do you think that these ratings will stay the same offensive defensive rating? Defensive rating is 88.5, which is 16th in the nation. Mm-hmm. And you have offense rating 103.6, which is 194th. Do you think either of those change significantly the rest of the way through? Um, I think uh, maybe the defense rating gets a little bit worse. Like I could see teams just starting to hit a couple shots every now and then. Like the the schedule is is a lot tougher moving forward. That's what I'm trying to say. For it's sure, like, yeah. I don't know. You they held Nebraska Omaha to 45 points. They held like Long Beach State to 47, and Paul Quinn to 46. Like it's just like you're not gonna have those type of games for the most part like i don't know i mean they just held middle tennessee to 51 points so maybe they can do hold all these teams to 50 points like that's what this comes down to at the end of the day yeah how many teams can you hold to 50 points <laughs> that's literally <laughs> how many teams what can you hold team to 50 points? ceiling is is can you hold a team to 50 points yeah i mean best of luck best of luck because uh, we've said it before, it's not going to be easy. If you know what I will say is a good sign, oh, though? Go ahead. Is that they get everyone's best shot, and they're still able to score against the teams that are in the bottom half of the conference. So we talk, about, we talk about FIU. They scored 70, 72 points. We talk about UTSA. They scored 78 points. They got FAU's best shot despite them not scoring. They lose that game. They get Western's best shot. They still win that game. And then tonight, or I guess uh, two nights ago, they play middle, they get their best shot, and they come back and win that game. So I think that's a very uh, good thing to see is that they're able to score, you know, somewhat against the teams that are that are in the bottom half, and they get everyone's best shot every time. So that that at least is where our baseline is. Everyone's best shot. You're not getting anyone on an off night, and I think that that's important as well. Yeah. I mean, they, they win games. They yeah. win games. You can't – you can't – you cannot hate the player – anything you can hate the game but we'll see they're 56th in Kimpom right now they are 38th in the net rating right now um for what it's worth i think fau is like 11th or the 13th in the net rating so and 38th in, in uh, Kimpom. so we'll see how that goes uh anything else colin before we go mm, i want to ask and- you a dumb question but i'll ask you. I'll, uh, yeah i'll ask it if they went out, or sorry, how many games in a row would it take for North Texas to get ranked? One, two, three, four, five, six. You count the rest of the rest of the conference games. I think if they win ten straight games from here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten would be beating UAB twice, so then they would have the big wins. They ten wins in a row from here would be beating FAU and beating UAB twice. I think that would do it. And the record would be what? Because I can't, I don't know how many. Uh, it would be 23 and three. Sheesh. And 14 <laughs> and one. 
14 and 1. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Look, FAU is not even getting ranked right now. FAU is like in still in the receiving votes category right now. And FAU is um 14 they lost and one. one game. Yeah. Yeah, they're 14 and 1 and they're 4 0 in conference. Like it doesn't no. I was just curious. That's all. It doesn't happen. Somehow LSU is still receiving votes too. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but yeah, 10 in a row. There you go. Um, all right, Colin, any other, uh, any crazy stories or anything you want to share? No, uh, actually. No. <laughs> what? I, oh, actually, yeah. It's funny. We golfed this last weekend, you know? Yeah. Went out. We uh, were on the tee box, and we see these guys in front of us driving toward us with a cart. And they're looking for their ball, and they can't find it. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm talking, and one of our friends goes, Oh my God. And I look over and this cart is flipping into a sand trap. It flips into the sand <laughs> trap. And I'm like, dang, are these dudes okay? So like, I, I'm like, we're like running over and uh, somebody took a cart, but I ran, you know, had to get the extra calories out of me. Yeah. We, we get over there and we go, is everyone okay? And they're like, yeah, they have beer spilled all over the bunker, oh, like no. just everywhere. And they go, we go, how'd you guys do that? And they go, we just didn't see it. This bunker is like literally like like at least twenty yards long, and like thirty yards wide. Like this is this thing's huge, and they just go, we just didn't see it, man. And I'm like, one, you you drove that way, you had to have seen it on the way there, right? And they drove back and just flipped the cart. It was crazy. And they get up and they go, you guys get that on video? We're like, no, sorry, man, we didn't know you were gonna flip the flip the cart into the thing. To help them get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did yeah, I, y'all, I, I, y'all just had to straighten it up and then they drive flipped off? it? They flipped it like as I got there, and then I was like, "They're like, we can't just drive it up this." And I was like, "I was like helping them hold it up." And I was like, "I mean, you could just drive it across the flat part of the bunker. It's already in here." And they're like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, that's a great idea." <laughs> I mean, these guys were gone. I mean, they didn't see the bunker. It sounds that's like good. they were gone. Yeah, they didn't it see the bunker. Like they were gone. Uh, and then later in the round, our carts actually died, and I had to push it. Wow. Yeah. What an eventful trip of golf. Yeah. The golf carts were were, were dead. So that, what that's a story. Cool. Yeah. Good story. Good story. Good All story. right, we'll have story time with Colin to end every podcast. For no did you way. did you include my my Christmas no. Eve story? Okay, that's good. I, we don't need that included. <laughs> Colin doesn't want to know people. He dr- doesn't want to let people know he drinks. He drank no. on Christmas Eve with no. I, his I wife drank a lot on Christmas Eve. I just didn't. There were some explet- expletives, expletives in the story, and I didn't know he was still recording. I was like, "Oh, this thing's still live," and he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> so they put it on the podcast. That's why I, I didn't. I thought you saw. I thought you knew. I thought we were just going. Didn't see it all. Yeah, so did anyways, not see it all. I have a story every week. New Year's Eve. Let's just say that. Not New Year's Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Sorry, Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Anyways, all right. That's all we got. Um, I was thinking at some point. No, I don't know. We, we. I want to do a football podcast, but I don't know if I want to have a writer on, or I don't know if I want to get a coach on, or. I think we have to, to try Patrick to get a coach Cobb's on. on. I think, think we have to get coach on. You want, to, you want me to email to get Patrick Cobbs on, or you want to try to get more? No, big, I think you gotta get you gotta get the you gotta get the big fella. Big E. You gotta get you gotta get big E B big E M. Big E M. Okay. Yeah. You know. I'll send some emails. All right. See what I can, see what send I can, some texts. They they work better. Emails mean you're not you don't have connections. You're right. I'll send some texts. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'll make some calls. Yeah, make some calls. There you go. Make some calls. There you go. See what we can do. But all right, that's it. I'm going to sleep. Uh, it's early. 
everybody it's it's that's 11 colin some of us don't go to sleep at 4 a.m all right um we hope you all enjoyed the podcast i'll leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you're listening subscribe to the channel follow us on twitter at matthew bruni underscore and at colin mitchell uh or at cjh mitchell sorry uh follow us on facebook right there if colin even posts to facebook yep, anymore i have good job and uh follow us on spotify the green room podcast or just the green room whatever it's called yeah, we appreciate y'all for joining us and we will talk to y'all later.